We're live, dude. Just um, like that. Just like that, man. Uh, you know what I gotta do, man? I gotta bring us in for us. Bang, 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 bang. What's up, everybody? My name is Christian Henley, and this is Big Talk with me, Christian Henley, your host. And today I'm very excited because today I'm talking with a wise man, you know, and you're gonna learn that in a second. Uh, but his name is, I'll let him introduce himself GC Montgomery. Garrett Montgomery, officially. Dude, tell the people about yourself, bro. Just background, yeah. I'm a uh, filmmaker from Atlanta, um, writing direct. Also, as a day job, I produce commercials for basically the NBA. So I'm in a good situation. Uh, live in Atlanta. I've been in Atlanta since probably 2000 when I moved there in high school and attended Georgia State with you and RJ and the rest of our fraternity brothers. Right. New, new info there. Yes, and, uh, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, out, out to LA to premiere basically my short film in the Michelle Film Festival, which is awesome because it's going to be at the Chinese Theater. So I'm curious, how did you get into filmmaking? I was interested in films. That was a big part of my growing up. My parents were divorced, but every time we would go to my dad's house, like he was into movies and had old movies. And we so we would just watch old movies. And he had a select few, like maybe 15 movies so we would just always watch those and then he would be the ones to take us to the theater you know every other weekend like, i didn't know your parents were divorced bro yeah i mean i have a stepdad who's been there since i okay, was like okay, seven okay, so okay. like i basically have like two dads and you live with your mom and your stepfather yeah growing up? okay yeah cool. so my dad was like a big part of my exposure to movies and like all different kinds wow. a lot of genre films bruce lee stuff crime stuff direct you know whatever we wanted to see right he didn't care like if it was rated r like eh. If yeah. y'all want to see it, we can see it. Yeah, and um, when you're saying y'all, you and the brother? You and me and my brother. I right, have a right, younger right. brother. Same 15 movies. Do you know which, like, do you have, like, three of those 15 that your father would, like, let you guys watch on? Bruce Lee. Like, he had, like, a like a six-pack of Bruce Lee that we watched over and over and over. Wow. Con Air. Do you guys still talk? Yeah. Okay, you have a, okay. Yeah, we have a good relationship. I was born in Arkansas, which is where he is, and so we left Arkansas when I was 13, so basically, you were born in Arkansas? Born in Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> and so you move at the age of 13? Yeah, to California, to Bakersfield, California. To Bakersfield, California? Yeah. Okay, first of all, everybody, I've known Garrett for how many years now? I don't know. This is a. This, this is what, like 10 years? <laughs> at least. I, I didn't even, I, I don't know any of this about you. Where do you think I was from? I thought you were from Georgia. Oh, that. That's wrong. I don't know obviously. why I see that as an insult. <laughs> uh, but I guess. It's Georgians used to be insulted. <laughs> Dude, you're from Arkansas. Yeah. Until you're 13, then you moved to Cal Bakersfield, California. Yeah. Why? My parents. Uh, my dad getting promoted, getting jobs, and, okay. and moving us. Stepfather or real father? Stop, stepfather. Stepfather. Yeah. Okay. What was that move like for you at 13 years old? You know, at first it was. It's funny. Like when you're young, you just don't see that far ahead. So it was like, oh yeah, we're moving to California. That sounds exciting. I moved at 13. That's why I asked you. I were. Yeah. Yeah. But then, um, honestly. That move, it was like one of the most traumatizing things in my life, being separated from my biological father. Mm. And it's funny because like, as I get older, I realize the impact that that had. And I didn't really realize it at first, but that that, that was a big thing emotionally and subconsciously for me. Um, and basically kind of been, for lack of a better word, separated ever since. And so our relationship is interesting because it's like we had, you know, such a close relationship. And now there's, it's so many years of just like phone calls or uh, really text messages and the occasional visit, you know, once every other year. So it's weird because it's I, I know you, but I don't know mm. you. And so, so and this started at 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's weird. And then it's like when I see him and then my fiance met him, she was like, you make so much more sense now. Really? Like, yeah. Like your essence, like your 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 soul, your vibe, the way you walk. Did the she way explain you... what, she, what she meant by that? Yeah. She was just like, 
his his vibe he's very chill like the way he his mind his right. like, the way he walks the way he moves like you know we're built the same you moved at 13 your relationship with your father adjusted at 13 years old and it has since do you think that filmmaking has anything to do with your relationship with your father man that shit that I think about, it, it's, that's, like, that I've never really talked about, but, like, I associate my passion for film to my, you know, my, to my father. Right. Uh, the introduction, and, and basically, like, film meant I'm with my dad, like, mm. he likes film, mm. like, it's it's a deep thing that's, it's probably so deep I can't even really... When people do, okay, I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but when you make a movie, for for example, I write sometimes, and when I write... There are certain projects, and really, you know, all of them, when I write them, I'm thinking about one person in particular. Would this person find this funny? Mm. Uh, when you make movies, do you think about if your father would like it or not? I don't. This is kind of unrelated, but I think about my very first, like, kind of directorial hero. I think, would he like it? So you look at your heroes. Yeah. Your artistic heroes. Yeah. Uh, For my dad, I think it's it's more about, I don't know. I think I will, um, it's crazy, I think I will get to the end of my life and still think, like, man, like, I wish, hopefully in the next life, like, we'll be able to, like, reconnect. Because mm. um, it's just, there's so much history that needs to be kind of, like, filled in. Do you guys have these conversations? No. He's a he's a very, like, chill, it is what it is, he, you know, it's not. You feel like you can only get to a certain point. You're yeah. You're not going to be able to reach. To yeah. Be able to I feel like if I start talking about deeper stuff and emotionals and all the, and, and emotions, excuse me, I think he, he was, he's probably going to try to be empathetic, but I don't know if that's really going to, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And you never made the, you never thought about it. No, nah, man. No, I tried, rather. Yeah. One time I wrote him an email that was, you know, it was probably the most vulnerable, the most transparent I've been in terms of like what I've been carrying around. Um, like, I wish this didn't happen. I wish, you know, we yeah. still had blah, blah, blah. And, um. He's a very kind but short response because that's who he is. It's, he's a, he's short on words. Yeah. And so I kind of took that as, wow, okay, so. How long ago was that? And maybe like eight, nine years ago. I, well, I'm just reminded of when I did this, a similar thing with my mother. You know, I was separated from my mother, actually, when I was three, legally. And uh, and for like many years. And so our relationship faltered and just had, like, it was rocky from there. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years back, I sent her like a very vulnerable text message the response i got back from her was uh i mean i was laying it out like stuff i've not been able to get off my chest and holding on for years resentment deep resentment and the text i got back from her was uh i really love this iphone that you got me what because i got her i, I gave her one of my old iphones as when i upgraded and so i when you say that and you got that very like terse not as emotional not as vulnerable response from your father i just imagine like if did maybe you felt a little bit like i felt at that time where you feel like damn i can't do this again i know for me yeah. i keep i keep doing it a couple months ago i did it again i listened to one song you know it made me think about how can i have resentment for the root of the tree and try to appreciate the apple mm. uh meaning like my mother is a part of me how do i have resentment for my mother yet try to like value who i am yeah because yeah. I am my mother. I'm an extension of her. And so there was no way. And I was like, wow, I have to get rid of this. Yeah. So I've tried to have this like deeply vulnerable conversation multiple times. And it seems to fall on deaf ears. Mm. But I think I'm recognizing that it's not for them to 
show me. I may not ever get the response from her that I wish I would get. Yeah. But it's more valuable for me to share with her mm-hmm. uh, what I, I I felt I feel like I experienced. I feel that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because that's deepening my relationship with her. Right. Which at the end of the day, when I close my eyes for good, that is the most valuable thing for me. Because at the end of the day, even if she doesn't respond the way uh, you would like, if you say what's true to you to her, you know that she sees you more truthfully. Exactly. So that, yeah. I get, she gets yeah. to know her son. It's funny because, like, this is the only thing in my life, and my fiance, we talk about this. Like, I'm a pretty chill dude. Like, I'm pretty unemotional, but uh, that's just my nature. Like, I kind of see everything through, I approach naturally through an objective, you know, it is what it is type of uh, perspective. But my relationship with my biological father is the thing that, like, that hits me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that affects me. If I talk about it, if there's something in a movie that is touching on that or reminds me of that, like, bruh, like, that's, I can just tell, like, there's a lot there. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, there's a lot inside. And do you lean towards it or away from it? Yeah, most of the time I lean away from it because I'm like, I don't feel like letting this run its course yeah. right now, which can go probably back to the conversation uh with him that I'm like, I don't necessarily, I'm not prepared for that yet because also I know that he feels a way about how things went and he wished things would have gone differently because his, his wife now always tells me and, you know, my fiance, like, you know, that was one of the roughest times in his life. Like she's kind of spoken on his behalf. Wow. wow. And so it's kind of like, I don't know if I want to have this conversation with my father because I wow. know that's going to be a, uh, that's going to be something I'm not going to be able to hold in. Wow. So, wow. And I don't, <laughs> <laughs> You're not prepared to like have that type of yeah. It's like that's catharsis. a that's a next level, and and maybe you know, and and who knows if I'll be able to get if I if I'll have it in me one day to to try that to to tackle that before. So the two of you, it sounds like the two of you are leaning away from vulnerability, and as a result, the two of you might be emotionally leaning away from each other. And I think because and I you know again like I am my father like it's. And the way I think is like we can, but like we cannot. And like, what is the? It's 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 a, it's a risk assessment. Like, what's the point of of us just like like this heart to heart? Like the, the relationship is still going to be the same, you know. Potentially, you so? we. I don't know. I don't even know why I said that because who knows? But right. but um, I don't know. It, it's 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 a it's a it's fear, bro. It is fear. It's fear, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it straight out. It's fear, man. What's on the other side? You have no idea what's on the other side. But I had a step. In, I had a step in father figure from like three until like twelve, maybe a little bit younger, whatever. Freddie Bass. Like, so, like I said, I was separated from my mom, and then I moved in with uh, my grandmother for a few years, and then my grandmother moved in with my aunt. And my aunt was married to a man named Freddie Bass. And uh, he was my step-in father from like three, not until 11, maybe like nine. And to this day, you know how they say you have your parent, like your parents' voices in your head, even yeah. to, you know, when you get older. The voice in my head is my uncle Freddie. Mm. And uh, we, when I moved to Georgia at 13, 14 years old, he lived in California. Um, we fell out, similar to like kind of you and your father. We didn't really have... The same relationship, it was here and, you know, touch in here and there very rarely. And then it just became nothing at all for many years. Mm-hmm. And recently, now that I moved back to California, um, and even like six years being back in California, I finally got reconnected with him. And I've been going over to his house and I had to tell him, I yeah. said, but I said, dude, do you know that you're the voice in my head? Mm. Do you know that like, I'm so thankful that you are the type of man that you are? 
because I could have had a completely different figure in this role in my life. Yeah. And, you know, because they're like super congratulatory of like who I've become and, you know, this, which I'm very thankful. But it's like, this is because of you. Yeah. In large part. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we've had that. Every time I go over there, it feels like we're having this heart to heart. And I told him, I was like, we're not going to do this every time, dude. I'm not going to be super emotional every time I, I see you. <laughs> and he's like, it makes me feel good every time, man. And so you got to, my father passed away. My biological father passed away in 2016. And that was a relationship just never actualized. Yeah. Um, we live once, bro. Yeah. Like, and do, do, do you, do you. Life is relationships. Do you have any regret about that relationship? Of course I okay. do. Of course I do. I, uh, I mean, it is what it is. And, and. My biological father had challenges that he that he did, was dealing with, dealt with throughout his life, uh, drug abuse, mm -hmm. and that altered who he was as a person. Right. And there was a conversation that he and I had had actually, very rare, uh, brief conversation where he said, "I didn't, I didn't want you to be exposed. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be this person around you, so I kind of removed myself." And so, in a way, I guess I appreciate it. I've never touched hard drugs. I guess I could have easily. Both, both of my parents. But, you know, sometimes an absence is an addition. Sometimes subtraction is addition. And so because of a subtraction on the part of, like, my mother, which was forced, and my father, which was voluntary, uh, I received a village, a step, yeah. a piecemeal right, right, kind right. of upbringing where I got to pull from, like, my uncle. I got to pull from my aunt, my grandmother, my mother. Yeah. Uh, learn from my father. And so, you know, ultimately speaking, I guess I'm very thankful. It's interesting because it's you're you're a, an amalgamation of like a lot of different influences in your family. So like, absolutely, I think that's what makes you. Uh, we talk about you having that thing of ability to connect to people easily, and I think it's because like you, yeah, you have a lot to draw from. The benefit now that I'm an adult, analyzing my upbringing and seeing that like my aunt, she came with the sense of affluence. Like she was definitely middle class, upper middle class. Mm -hmm. And then my mother, when I was younger, was rebuilding her life. She did very well before I was born. And then, unfortunately, got, you know, into mm -hmm. drug stuff. And her life began to kind of unravel in a way. And so when I was younger, she was rebuilding. And so, but then I kind of got that experience. I would go have, like, monitored visitations with her. And then eventually I moved back with her as she was rebuilding. So it wasn't upper middle class any longer. Mm -hmm. My mother's a brilliant woman. Uh, and then so I think eventually she became just upper class, to yeah. be honest with you, uh, for a period. And now she's working again. It's like, dude, you know what's crazy? Drug addiction, drug stuff, that's lifelong. So what mm. I, so going back to my point that I was just making, I used to go to uh, meetings, like uh, anonymous, you know, those like uh, mm -hmm. drug uh, rehabilitation yeah. meetings and just to see the different classes of people like be experienced my aunt was like schmoozing with malibu people with acres of land yeah. and stuff and you know my mother was at these uh, rehabilitation centers like speaking and coming from the heart and giving me like real life and i was seeing people fighting for their lives yeah. and surviving at a young age so it gave me a balanced perspective yeah. i feel like yeah and i'm as an adult i'm so thankful i got that <laughs> 